Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. want to welcome you to this next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast. And today we actually have a double act. We have both Trip and Lene Goolsby. Now together, they are the co-founders and MD of Infinite Health Integrative Medicine Center. Um, they niche very focused on age reversal. So I'm really excited to be able to have both of them join me today. And this is going to be really interesting. So I don't think that we've had any particular guests where we're focusing on something very specific as well. So I, I think it's going to be really fun. How are you both? Good. Thank well, you so much for having us on. Thanks Absolutely. For it's going to be, it's going to be good and uh, looking forward to it. And obviously, you know, the year is, is fl- flying by. We've only got like what, 15 days left of uh, 2022. Uh, do you, do you feel like the anticipation of, the year coming to a close and are you excited for 2023 absolutely i um well we're taking vacation over the holidays so my brain is already i'm already on vacation it's very hard to be very productive right now because i'm already there um but yeah you know when new year start it's always a good time to look back at the year past and see what you want to change and you know i think most people start conceptualizing um taking that renewed energy of a new year to plan out what they want to do for their health goals as well. So for sure. Yeah. I, I, one thing that I really wanted to like journey with you a little bit on, because there's certain things that both of you do that I definitely have an interest in. And there's definitely like a sense of me wanting to geek out on, on some of it with you. Um, we often separate our mind and body uh, but they are actually connected. How does this connection actually work? Because sometimes, you know, we say we've got one mind, one body, one spirit. But actually, we are all, those parts are all interconnected. But I love the whole mind to body relationship. How how does that really work? I mean, everything starts in the mind. Any action or inaction is, is going to be in the mind. And to compartmentalize those out is, is ridiculous. Um And we've been very good at getting our patients in particular to think in a different way so that they are actually coming to that realization of the mind being, you know, integral to every uh, decision, every thought, every action, every belief, every pattern. Um, So that mind-body component that we have in our practice um, is, is really quite transformational. Did you want to talk a little bit more about that? Well, from a, from a medical standpoint, we know that that I think it's been correlated by numerous studies that 60 to 80 percent of our health derives from our thought processes and being uh, being constructive and affirmative with those thought processes has been shown definitively to decrease risk of cardiovascular disease, cancer, all sorts of the chronic uh, morbid morbidities that uh, plague uh, plague society at this point so uh, as as we help our patients create that more constructive 
um, kind of analysis and uh, decision making to uh, to keep the energy of their thought processes elevated and uh, constructive. It really makes a big difference after they've after they've started to do that on a on a routine basis. You always find it fascinating that we can think about something and we that's our narrative and then our thought can give us a, a feeling and how interesting it is that when we change our thought and our narrative about it it also changes the feeling as well it's so it's so powerful and it's in our everyday it isn't so out there and so rare as people think it is in our everyday isn't it well it is and and the key is aware is awareness you know having that awareness that you're not uh thoughts are not driving well they they can but they don't have to drive the train so to speak you know you're not you're not the victim to whatever random thought you're having that you actually have the power and can control those thoughts and choose the thoughts um but that you know that takes awareness and i think really until somebody's ready or or has a catalyst or an epiphany um i think a lot of people are just kind of on the hamster wheel of of life and taking every thought that comes to them automatically without being very proactive and deliberate about it. Yeah. I know that you, you definitely like stand for health power and, you know, making sure that we've got uh, that sense of self and that we are owning uh, our own, our own health. But how do we, how do we reclaim that? Cause sometimes I think we, in society in particular, we tend to be reactive rather than proactive, you know, and, and definitely prevention is better than cure. But how, how do we how do we rec- reclaim some of our mental health and our, and our physical health? Well, you know, the first step is to take ownership, right? I mean, you're, you said right now everybody's reactive. Most people don't go to the doctor until after a problem happens. Um, so re-education and retraining people to start thinking proactively is the first step do you do you have a thought well i think i think you know what we do actually and what what kind of crystallizes the thought process there is is that we help everybody create what we call a successful health image so they automatically uh after the first couple of visits they have created for themselves with some assistance and guidance on our part uh, for the optimums that we know exist they actually create an image a successful health image that is uh that is driving them to to feel good and to and to and to understand that they they actually are going to create that image over the course of a certain period of time and that gives them the metric to decide okay well is this decision I'm making about my health or is what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis is that taking me closer or further away so most people don't think about it that way and I think uh, when I started doing this uh, over a decade ago that was one of the first things we put into place was uh, this exercise of the successful health image well and it kind of comes um from that that exercise people have been using for decades in the business realm in the sales realm and the you know the brian tracy the bob proctor approach to sales and uh you know the steve covey of beginning with the end in mind like those principles are are very well honed in in business and so nobody's really taken that same ideology and implemented it 
with respect to their health. And so we've done that actually. And so, like he's saying, the, the first step is, you know, what's your happy end result? Patients generally are acutely aware of what it is they don't want. You know, they're in pain, they're in trauma or, or whatever that is. So all the thoughts are obsessed about what this thing I don't want to experience anymore. So step one is definitely what do you want, you know, and let's get clear on that. Yeah, I think that's really important because I, I do think that we're passengers. There's a lot of people that live their life as a passenger, you know, and, and the challenge and the set and the and the step up and the leveling up is getting into the front seat of that car, taking the steering wheel and, and navigating it where we want it to where we want it to go. So I think that's really important. Now you've got a book called Think and Live Longer. Why do you require all your patient partners and your team to read it? I found that really fascinating that you have that within like your own culture within your business. Uh, really fascinating for me. So that was a, a kind of a, a real curious uh, question that I had for you there, Lene, in particular. Yeah, for sure. Well, it, that book started out as handouts um, that we would give the patients and then it just it just kind of evolved. And so the patients, when they got the handouts, liked them. And um, then it kind of evolved into an accountability program where, okay, they've read it. Did they understand it? And what we saw through the evolution of that information is that the patients that were, um, we, we would get good results on everything but that. But we would get transformational results when that patient actually got into that information digested it and started applying it to their health. Not only were they able to take it and apply it to their health, but then we started to see how they were taking that information and applying it to relationships and their career. So these other aspects of their lives were being positively impacted by that. And it just made sense, you know, for our team members who come on board to be able to live, think and live longer as well, because they're, you know, they're the coaches, if you will, in, in the office. Um, now, it, do we have some issues sometimes getting people to uh, be compliant on the reading? We, we do, um, but we really try to encourage them to, to do the work because it's a very experiential book. It's not just reading. Every chapter has homework. So our patients have homework. And they're held accountable to doing it and understanding it. And some patients are more into that than others. Um, but we've been pretty persistent about it just because we've seen the results of the patients that are that embrace it. I think it takes I think it takes um, the the subconscious kind of uh, intuitive reactions and renders them conscious in in a sense. That's what. Uh, the idea was, was to make those subconscious and intuitive decisions become something that was consciously evaluated uh, and uh, systematized prior to enacting or implementing. And uh, those people, most people already do most of the things that are in the book, uh, thought from a subconscious thought process, but breaking it into the conscious level so it can be planned and, and manipulated then takes it to a whole different level and that's really the the crux of the book going from subconscious to conscious and you utilizing those laws as a tool so to speak yeah i get that because we we live like in like knowledge overload don't we like they used to say that 
that knowledge is king and then it the next step of that is actually applied knowledge is, is king and then for me i feel like the next step is actually it's not just applied it's actually living in it it's it's breathing it and i always say you know we need more revelation and actually less knowledge for me revelation is actually embracing like you said taking it from the subconscious to the or the unconscious to the subconscious to the you know the conscious mind you know and being able to see it manifest in reality so not just having the education of, of if you do this this will work it's actually doing it and see, seeing it work right exactly yeah it's really really interesting yeah now your slogan i think one of your slogans is feel it look it live it why is why is that so important i, I mean i'm always taken by little phrases like this so i kind of like how how it rolls off the tongue feel it look it live it you know why is that important that we we have that sort of like philosophy or, or mindset and what does that well, really mean yeah for sure so you know I, I find in in health industries a lot of people are focused on aesthetics putting the right pretty image out there and sometimes they do that to the detriment of what's going on inside um so feel it you know take care of your insides first which a lot of people don't want to do but when you're healthy on the inside, that's going to glow out on the outside. So, you know, it's from within to without, feel it, look it. And the only way to do that is to embrace it and make it all about not just your health, but your life, your relationships, your career, you know, what, where you're spending your free time, what you're watching on TV, like all of that is integrated in. And the interesting thing actually about that slogan, and it just so happens to fit really nicely, is pr pretty much everything we talked about before before that, like demonstrates feeling it, look it, look, look it and live it. Like in terms of, you, you know, the personalized success, success, healthy image, uh, taking ownership and then vis visualizing and actually living within that is very much er all your work and practices are actually around that, aren't they? Yeah, very congruent. Yeah, which is great because then you know it's not just like a, a you know, like a, a gimmick or, or just a nice thing to say. It's actually like a key philosophy for both of you, which is which is great. It is. And I have to say we uh, it was a team effort coming up with that with that slogan. So shout out to the team there. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, I wanted to ask you about your partnership together. So, you know, Lene, you partnered with uh, Dr. Tripp, who's who's your who's your husband, how did you decide that this was a good partnership? And I don't just mean because you are husband and wife, but also I mean more about actually working together on something that's that's bigger than you. Uh, and, and do you have maybe some wisdom for others uh, to consider when creating something with someone else? So I'd love to kind of hear, hear your both your thoughts on, on that. Yeah, I, I will tell you, it was decided for me. I was voluntold. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, stepfather-in-law was handling the business aspect of his cancer practice, which is what he used to do. Um, and then when he learned we were getting married, he came up to me with like a stack, a huge stack of five inch three ring binders and was like, here you go. I'm out. And 
for the first two years, I was like, I'm new here. I'm new here. I'm sorry. I'm new here. Um, and so I had a huge learning curve, managing not so much because I had been a paralegal and had managed law firms, but taking, you know, that experience and applying it here um, was, was quite, quite a learning experience. And I don't know. I mean, I just kind of, I'm the person that it's kind of a see a need, fill a need kind of attitude that you really have to have in a small business. Um, and so there was a need and I filled it and it's, it's taken a while and some resistance, I admit on my part to, to really go in and, and see where we can take this. And I think I really bought in more when we transitioned out of oncology and into infinite health. Um, just because, you know, that was a completely different business model with different opportunities and, and growing in that aspect. So it, it made it more fun, I guess, for mm -hmm. me than previously. Um, you know, and we have, we have, our strengths and our weaknesses are very defined. <laughs> so there's not much headbutting or, you know, crossing over. So it, it's really, it's worked out that way because he handles all the, you know, the medical decisions and the patient care. And I'm kind of in the background handling, you know, the business and the vendors and the contracts and all, all that good stuff. Do you have something to add? No, that's exactly what I was going to say about the complementary nature of our strengths. So I think that's really what's helped has helped really make this thing grow so quickly. I was going to say, you know, trip tripped you up, didn't he? Like, because I was just kind of like, just, just like he really got you since you yeah. stumbled into it. I, yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> do you have any, do you have any thoughts though on like, say somebody who's wanting to go into partnership with somebody? Are there some things that from your own experience that you think would be important for people to consider? Yeah, I mean, I, I think being clear on expectations, you know, what is it and, and communicating, you know, what are your expectations uh, for the other person? What expectations can that other person have of you? Um, are you comfortable communicating, you know, deliberately, consciously, not playing games, you know, you, communication, communication, communication. Also, I, I'm a big proponent of boundaries. Um, you know, because we work together, we're together all the time. Um, and it's easy to bring work home and dwell on it 24 seven. Uh, I do not allow that, you know, come nine or 10 o'clock, I'm done. I'm not going to talk about anything. Nobody's going to die. It can wait until the morning. So I think boundaries are are vital as well. Trip, anything for you on, on that one? Um, no, uh, the boundaries are very clearly set <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've learned how to say yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's funny. I know one of the boundaries, uh, that is important to you and I feel like would be of benefit to others, which is the importance to know when to say yes and, and, and when to say no, which again, you know, we talked about health at the start about our health power and it's not just our physical health but it's also our mental health and, and knowing who and what to say yes to and also what to say no to is kind of a, a vital cog in achieving this power of health isn't it so 
you know, why is it important and how do people become better uh, at saying yes to the right things and saying no to the, to the wrong things? Yeah, I mean, there's, I I just, I on that particular subject, I see so many people going, it's my year of yes. I'm going to say yes to everything. And that's a great way to overload yourself. And when you're overloaded with so many projects and doing so many things, first of all, you're not really leaving time to honor and nourish yourself. And second of all, you're not going to do everything very well. <laughs> so at the on the other side of that, oh, this is my year of no, I'm gonna say no to everything. You know, that also is is gonna limit opportunities and keep you closed off from things. So that's why I'm a I'm a huge proponent of, you know, trusting yourself. If if you have an opportunity before you, is it, you know, try it on psych, you know, mentally. So how does it feel? How does it look? Is it light or does it, you know, feel heavy and bring you stress? You know, you you've got an internal guidance system mm. that can direct you to those things that serve us and it's okay for us to serve us because if we're not serving us nobody else is going to um so that would kind of be my tip is you know if if you're presented with an opportunity or a project or a vacation or so, you know whatever it is um you know, do you, how does that feel? How, what does that look like? Is that something that, you know, brings you joy, sparks joy, you could say, or is it, you know, or do you automatically feel heavy and just that feels so much, so much burden on me, but I can't say yes, or I can't say no. Yes, you can, you know, just be true to yourself. Trip's got also. something. I knew you had something, Trip. Could yeah. tell. I go back to this very frequently with patients is that, you know, that, that having the idea of where you want to be, what, what you want to create for yourself, because we're all reality creators. And so, you know, we can create virtually any reality we desire by imaging it and then realizing we can achieve that outcome. And in doing that, you it also allows you to help make decisions and establish those boundaries that, well, is this going to get me to where I want to go? Mm. Ask that question, what do you, what do you want? Why do you want it? What are you willing to do to get it? And if you're unwilling to, you know, to really make that make that dive into maybe what what you're required to do, uh, to do something that may not be taking you to where you really want to go, you're gonna you're gonna realize it, and you're going to say, okay, well, this is not really taking me where I want to go. So I'm I, my focus is here. That's where I'm going to achieve, and all this stuff that I can choose that will help me get there. That's where I'm. That's why I'm going to focus on. Yeah, I mean. At the very start, you guys opened up uh, with this word awareness and awareness in health, awareness in what we want to achieve, awareness of self and of others, you know, is, is so important and, and vital. And, and like you're saying there, you know, is this going to take me to where I want to go? It is constantly not just visualizing the life that you want and and how you want your body to feel. Uh, but also doing doing some of the the nine yards and getting curious about yourself. So how how do we get to know ourselves uh, to aim higher and to take the the long view? Because uh, I find that often in in life we tend to do things based on feelings. We allow our emotions to dictate our actions, and actually sometimes we have to allow our actions to to lead us, and then the emotions of that that follow. Well, that's a big question. Yeah, yeah. 
So I, I, I'm, can I, Go ahead, please. so I think, I think you really tapped into the, the real, the real issue there being, um, taking the perspective and, um, and I guess what was the, it was a kind of a long question there. Yeah. The, sorry. I'll, I'll ask basically what I'm asking is how do we get to know ourselves to aim higher and to take like the long view? That's really the question that I'm asking. Oh, okay. So well, go ahead. Go ahead. First of all, you got to shut off all the distractions and the noise. I, I think a lot of people are afraid to be alone with themselves. Um, you know, we're constantly taking input in. It's either music or it's news or it's people or, you know, whatever it is coming in. Um, first step is, is to get quiet with yourself mm. and tune in. Really, you know, um, Again, it goes back to asking whether or not certain activities or behaviors or even thoughts, um, beliefs even. And I did this myself because um, I was raised uh, in a certain religious kind of tract. And uh, one day I was like, I don't know if I believe this, that I was taught in this religion. Let me let me try on a different belief. And that was kind of scary for me. Um and then, and then as I tried it on and I thought about it and I felt into, you know, this other idea, um, I learned that some of these beliefs that I had brought into my adulthood weren't really mine, right? Because I mm -hmm. brought them in from family or, or whatever and uh, created the opportunity to create my beliefs that I, that serve me, that honor me, that feel good to me. So, you know, how, how do you learn yourself, you, you have to start asking your questions in the quiet, just shut everything off. Nothing's going to happen to you. It's okay. Mm. <laughs> you know, and it's okay to flip a belief upside down and see how that feels and, and what that looks like. Yeah. Curiosity, I think for me is like, I keep seeing the word curiosity everywhere. And I find that the people that are really continuing to develop and scale and build, they always remain curious yeah i mean for us in in the business we're always looking at the next cutting edge modality you know that fits within what our parameters like everything we do has to be peer reviewed and evidence based um but there's so many great new technologies coming out and so it's it's fun to always you know be at the forefront of bringing those into our community in particular mm. Lene and Tripp, we've only got a few minutes left, so I just wanted to take this time to see if there's anything like that's burning that you kind of want to communicate uh, with me about the work that you do and, and where you're at. And then please do let people know how they can find out more about uh, your work. Yeah, well, I think from a from the medical standpoint, my my philosophy has evolved in from uh less of using a, a pharmaceutical approach but using the biotech that we have the proven biotech that we have uh to help the body modulate itself into into repair and those types of things that actually rid us of disease processes rid of rid us of inflammation that is a, a uniform cause of disease all of these things uh can be modulated to various degrees by the biotech we have available. And I think um, 
you know, the the advent of uh, stem cells and the use of uh, the body's uh, communications avenues like peptides and things like that all have great founding in science and and are are there for us to uh, eventually incorporate into a, a much more um, body focused, so to speak, uh, repair mechanism as opposed to as opposed to applying a chemical that very often will camouflage the symptom of the disease process, but won't change the disease process. And I could I could talk for hours about that, but I think the results we're already seeing using using a a a, a N of one, so applying it to an individual for their specific problems in their specific genome actually has been just remarkable for me. And I, I'm just, it's uh, so, the results are so, um, so good that, you know, I think as medicine evolves and we understand and can put all of these uh, biological modalities together, not unlike the body does, uh, we're going to see a ch just an entire change in how uh, medicine is practiced. Yeah, yeah great, so, I was just going to say, no, it's okay. I was just going to say the great thing about both of you is that one of my concerns for like, I guess the space we're involved in, especially say like in brains where somebody has an experience and then they believe that it validates them to then coach or mentor on that experience. Now there is something for experience, of course, but on its own, it does have like uh, an open door, which I think, you know, for me, when you have somebody like yourself, Trip, who actually does have the science, the medical and the credibility along with the, the accreditation, then I think that what you both are doing then puts you in a much stronger uh, position to be able to to impact. That's really what I wanted to say. But yeah, Lene, go, go ahead. And uh, yeah. That's great. I was just going to say, you know, for um, other people, anywhere you are, our three questions that we are constantly have to remind our patients, because sometimes we get distracted from our goal. And I find it helpful in our office and, and for me personally is to, you know, ask three questions. You know, what do you want? Why do you want it? And what are you willing to give or or give up to receive it? That's really good. That's a great way to kind of like, yeah, get people to chew on that as as they uh, listen to the final few few seconds of this podcast. How do people find out more about uh, you guys and your work? Sure. So they can go to yourinfinitehealth.com. Um, we also have tele, telehealth available. We have coaching programs available for anybody anywhere. Um, but that's the best place to go to get all the other contact information and to reach out is yourinfinitehealth.com. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Lene and uh, Trip. You you guys are the first uh, brains couple that I've that I've had. So that's uh, something that we can all be proud of today. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining this episode with me, Max Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes, and I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast.